Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. Joining me today is Rusty Gaylord. He is a speaker, an author, a transformational coach. And I, interviewed, I introduced people this way, and you might be tempted to think, oh, this is someone who's been doing this all along. But Rusty comes from a background at Apple, where he was doing some, some leadership and with, with some of their teams there and, and doing a whole different thing than he's doing now. But I'm guessing, Rusty, that you learned a lot in that experience that is now contributing to what you're really passionate about, and that is helping people to create and live a life that they love. Rusty, welcome to Live On Purpose Radio. Thank you, Dr. Paul. It is so great to be here with you. Um, I do really work to help people live a life they love, which is makes it a perfect fit to be with you here on uh, Live On Purpose. So I'm super happy to be here. That is what we're all about here. Why the, why the transformation? I know there's always a story behind people shifting, especially in fairly major ways in their career. Tell us a little bit about, about your story, where you're coming from and why you're so passionate about this. You know, it, it, there, uh, people often say, what was the defining moment? And there was mm. no defining moment for me. It was much more like the sunrise where you mm. go from black to full light, but you don't see it happening, right? It just happens so slowly and so gradually. And that was my experience that over time, I just got less and less satisfied with what I was doing. Now, if you rewind to when I was young, I was a typical A student in school. I did really well. I got good grades. And that became my way of approaching life. Do the best that I can, work hard, aim for the top, put in the effort, do what's asked of me, go for the extra credit, right? Like all of these things that you kind of think of as an A student. That was my mantra of life that I brought into my working world. And I pursued that for a lot of years until at some point I said, ah, but I'm not as happy as I thought I would be. And you know, what's all of this about? Like, what is life about? And there must be something more than just the hard work and the striving for the next promotion. And it was mm-hmm. that gradual awakening that ultimately led me down this path of becoming a coach. It's what we're trained, taught, and educated to do, right? Go to school, work hard, get good grades with an assumption that's never even really stated very clearly. That if you do all of these things, then you will be successful. Well, and what is success? That's the important part, right? Like you will be successful. So for, by all external circumstances, I was very successful. I did well at Apple. I worked there for 13 years. I was a director of finance. I had a worldwide responsibility. So many people would love that. They'd say, oh my gosh, that's a dream job. And that's in great. some respects, it was. Apple's a great company. I liked what I did. I worked with amazing people. But there's more to success than just your job. There's more to success than your income. There's more to success than your title and the size of your car and your house and all of these things that we tend to associate with success. 
And that was this, you know, this dawning for me of this realization that I don't want to just chase that kind of material success or external success in my life. I want to feel happy. I want to have a good life on my terms. Like, what is a good life for me? And I really yeah. had to struggle with that and question it and figure out what that meant. So what did you come up with? <laughs> well, I realized a couple of things in the process. Number one is being a smart, successful person, what I call an A player, right? Yeah. I was always looking for the right answer. And that was paralyzing for me because I didn't know what the right answer was. It was, you know, the, the comparison I have is when people used to say, well, if you do work you're passionate about, you'll never work a day in your life. And I was like, that was also paralyzing for me. I don't know what I'm passionate about. <laughs> and then I just felt worse for not knowing. So mm. this, you know, this first place that I got stuck was searching for the right answer, the one the answer. right answer, right? And so I, ha I had to let go of that. But the second place I got stuck was assuming that my future direction would look very much like my past direction. And this is normal for all of us, right? It's we yeah. get used to what we're used to and to the kind of work we do, the kind of people we work with, the income level that we have, all of that. That's just, that's how we see ourselves. So mm -hmm. I saw myself as this corporate person. At this point, I had been in the corporate world for 25 years. So I saw myself as a corporate person. So what did I look for? Corporate jobs. But the corporate jobs weren't fulfilling to me. So you can't look backwards to figure out where you're going. And, you know, we mentioned earlier that I, I wrote a book about this and it's called Breaking the Code because the yes. code is how you've been programmed. It's, it's your sense of logic and what makes sense. It's all backward looking. Your code is backward looking. But if you want to create a successful life for yourself, sometimes you have to break the code and do something different going forward than you've done gone from the in the past. I just had an image come to my mind, Rusty, and this is how my brain works. Okay, because I, I think in images, I think a lot of us do. And the image that I have is driving down the road with your eyes glued to the rear view mirror. Just really focusing on where you've been and you can see how dangerous that could be. If you don't get your eyes off of the past for a minute, look toward the future. Your, your past doesn't define you. It just tends to program you. Yes. Is that fair? And that is, that is such an important point. Of course, it doesn't define you. And most of us would agree our past doesn't define us, but it programs mm -hmm. us and it programs us to look forward through a lens that is influenced by the past. Right. And that's where you can get so stuck. That's why I kept looking for corporate jobs saying, why can't I not find a job that looks interesting to me? Because, mm -hmm. you know, I ultimately became a coach, which is a totally different thing from being in a corporate job. Right. But initially... That wasn't even an option on the table. It was invisible to me because I was mm. programmed by my past experience to look at the future in a certain way. So the future I was looking at was, well, right. okay, if it's not corporate, maybe I'll go be a startup consultant or something like that. Like that was about mm -hmm. as far off the track as my imagination would go. And I had to really bust through that in order to say, oh man, there are so many other things I could do in this world. Yeah, You know, whether that's being an author or you know, hosting a podcast or being a teacher or in my case, a coach, but those things weren't even on the table until I had to break through that, that constraint that came from what I had done in the past. I like this concept that you've introduced to us of breaking the code. 
And, and that brings computer technology to mind, too, because computers are coded to do certain things, programmed, really. Yeah. And, we, and we are, too. I think that's what I'm hearing from you. We, we, and we absolutely are. And, the, you know, the, the great irony of this is if you think about Google and you think about Facebook and all of the technology we use every day, not only is that programmed and coded, but it is done so very deliberately. Like they have a goal in mind when they do that. This is what the result that I want to accomplish. And, you know, whether that's spent watching more videos on YouTube, it's like when you finish one video, their goal is you start the next one. So they know what they're doing when they code their systems. Absolutely. But when you think about your own programming, was that being, was that done deliberately? Or is it just this hodgepodge of your past experiences? Of course, your parents meant well, but you had teachers and you had friends and you had societal influences all these other things, we get programmed. And the question is- Absolutely. To what end and what purpose? Is it, are you being programmed to live the kind of, like to discover yourself and what matters to you and live the kind of life you want? Or are you being programmed for to meet someone else's goals? The, the thing about this is the people who programmed us were also programmed. Great point. And yep. so here we are in a long string of people who really didn't choose necessarily certain aspects of their programming. I think, I think language is a really good example of this. Hmm. Everybody in my family speaks English. Yep. And everybody in my parents' families spoke English. And everybody hmm. in there, it was just passed on from generation to generation. It's not the only language. <laughs> But it's the one that we were all programmed with. And so whatever my parents were programmed with, they programmed me with. And if we expand that out to the way we think about our lives, our relationships, our finances, our careers, yeah. there's programming there that we may not even be aware of. Until I mentioned English, you probably didn't notice that we were speaking English. Right. Yeah, of course. it doesn't. We don't even notice it because it's just part of our world. Yes. Um, so, Dr. Paul, the example of that I use in the book, which is, you know, language is a great one, but the other example I use is salary. Okay. Think about what, what, think about what salary you make today. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'll just use $100,000 as an even round number. Let's say yeah. you make $100,000. And I were to ask you, would you like to make more money? You know, almost everybody would say, yeah, I'd love to make more money. So yeah. then the next question is, well, how much would you like to make? Most people will say a marginal increment from what they're making now. So if you're making $100,000, like, oh, man, it'd be great to make (laughs) $120,000. That would be amazing. Yeah. How many people think about making two or three times what you're making now? Like, what if... What if instead of saying, I'm going to, instead of going for $120,000, you say, I'm going to go for $300,000, right? Triple what you're making today. Mm-hmm. Now, at some point when you go up that ladder, you're going to hit this point where you're like, oh, I could never do that, right? Whether it's $300,000, $500,000, right. a million dollars, at some point you will get to a number where you say, that's beyond me. Right. And that is another example of your code. Because you exactly. see yourself as making a certain salary. You see yourself as capable or worth a certain amount of money. But right. what's the difference between a person who makes $100,000 and a person who makes $300,000? Well, I would argue that it's how they see themselves. Once you make $300,000, yeah. you're going to get your next job at $300,000. Odds are you're not going to go back to $100,000 because that's how you see yourself. You're a $300,000 kind of a person. Right. 
It's our own thinking that puts those limits or those caps on us. I work with a lot of really high wealth families, uh, a lot, a handful. Okay. I've got uh, several VIP clients. They pay me these horrendous fees to hang out with them. And they all sleep at night. They all eat on a regular basis. They all require water to sustain their body. They're just people. Yeah. Right. But the thinking is different. That's what's different. It is. It's the thinking. And we don't always see it because of the programming. Right. And it's way too easy to blame your circumstances, to blame, I don't know the right people, I didn't go to the right college, I didn't go to college, you know, whatever. It's way too easy to look outside and point at those things. But it's not really what stands in your way. Sure, those may be challenging, but but they can be overcome just like any other challenge can. So your book is called Breaking the Code. When we come back from this break, Maybe you can help us to break the code. How does that sound? I love it. Let's do it. Folks, this is Rusty Gaylord at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take your positivity to a whole new level? I've been enjoying these conversations with my guests at Live On Purpose Radio. My own story about becoming more positive is something that I've shared in my book, Pathological Positivity. And right now, I'm giving the book away. You just pay for the shipping. Go to drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, and click on the big orange button right there that will get you a free copy of my book. You pay the shipping, I'll pay for the book. Sound like a good deal? Power up your positivity and get ready to see phenomenal changes in your happiness, your relationships, your business, every aspect of life. Enjoy this free gift from me, drpauljenkins.com. And we're back. Rusty Gaylord today at Live On Purpose Radio. We're having some fun. We got a couple of positivity practitioners here today. Yes, we do. (laughs) Lots of good energy going back and forth here. And you know what? There always is. When we get on the same wavelength, you know, energy, you, you say the word energy uh, just as an acknowledgement. Uh, I, I learned a lot about physics back in school. I was I started as an engineering major. OK. And and this idea of energy, everything has vibration and energy at a very atomic level. We're talking about you know, the very basics in, in the building blocks of, of our world. And there are higher frequencies and there are lower frequencies. And when you get connected to people who are resonating at a higher frequency together, fun things happen. It's cool. So hopefully all of you who are listening today can feel that energy too. There's, uh, because it's real. And and just a quick note on that. I'm sure everyone listening has experienced that. You run into people who drag you down and you run into people who boost you up. And that's exactly what Dr. Paul is talking about here is 
rather than allowing other people to drag you down or boost you up, you can just take control of that thermostat yourself and just say, hey, I'm going to be a high energy person. Let's bring it up a couple of notches. Yeah. Why not? Because some fun things start to happen at that level. Now, as we talked about earlier on in our conversation, Rusty, there is some programming Yes. Some coding, if you will, that that creates some predictable challenges that we get to face or overcome. Your book is called Breaking the Code. And I'm guessing that you've got some experience or some ideas about how we break through some of that programming and, and start to recode what's going on in our own minds. Absolutely. How do we start? So in the book, I, I outline a simple four-step process, and it follows the acronym of CODE, C-O-D-E. Ah. So the, the first step is con confront. So you have to confront your what's not working in your life. You have to confront the beliefs that are behind that. So that starts with, you know, all of us, even if you have a great life, there's always something that you're like, well, I, wouldn't it be nice if that were a little bit mm. better or I didn't have that in my life? So the C is for confronting those parts of your life that you would love to have different because you've got to start with an honest assessment of where you are and what you would love to change. So this is in, in opposition to pretending that it's not there or brushing it under the rug or hoping that someday it will magically go away. You're saying yeah. just take it on. Take it on and acknowledge it. Or, you know, the other uh, the other piece of that is just ignoring it, like you said, and saying, well, yeah. this is just what life is. This is just how it's going to be. But you got to mm. so you got to confront those things and say, I, I don't like this. And this is an area I want to change. So that's the first step. OK, the second step, O, is for optimize. Now, optimize is around the kind of beliefs or your coding, if you will. So back to these beliefs that you're holding, the stories you're telling yourself. Mm -hmm. This is just the way it is. I'm not qualified for anything more than this. I'm not good in love relationships, so I'll be single my whole life. Whatever those stories are, you tell yourself. Just what if you optimize those and change them to be something that is more empowering? Something like, well, perhaps in the past I haven't had good relationships, but I am a good person and I am capable of having a deep and loving and intimate relationship with someone in my life. So you're literally choosing a different story yeah. to focus on. And it doesn't have to be the one that you're used to from whatever the past discontent was all about. Exactly. Choosing a different story and you're going to have to rehearse it. Because let me tell you, you've rehearsed the past story a lot, right? It's gone around and around yeah. your head about how, you know, that time that you failed, that time that it didn't work out, whatever it is. We've rehearsed it a lot in our head. So it's going to take some rehearsal of a new story, but optimize your set of beliefs around it. It's like optimizing your coding. Well, the, your, you know what result your old code, code gets you because you're living it. Right. If you want to get a new result, you need to optimize your code and start changing that story. And I'll acknowledge something that you, I think, very eloquently helped us to see just now. And that is that it's not necessarily going to feel natural to you to do this. Hmm. We're already very accustomed to whatever it is that we're thinking. And, and we make errors in our thinking all the time. Probably the most common of which is to believe what we think. Right. And it's going to feel natural to you to go back to the old code. That doesn't mean that you're right, 
about the old story or the old code. It just means that's the one that you're used to. Yeah. And, you know, Dr. Paul, it reminds me of a conversation I had with a client who said, you know, hey, I'm naturally skeptical. And Mm. my response to that is, okay, that's fine. But is that serving you? Are you Uh getting the results that you want out of that skepticism? What if instead of that, what if you, you know, would it, would it be a, would you, might you get a better result to optimize that skepticism? And instead of being skeptical to be optimistic, to look Mm -hmm. for the best in things, to assume that everything is going to work out in your favor. And how is that going to shape your life? Are you going to experience life differently? Are you going to have different results in your life because of that? So that's just an example of what we're talking about when we're talking about optimizing your beliefs and your Mm -hmm. stories. You know, I hear people say all the time, yeah, but I'm a realist. Yeah. And one of my guests here on the show said, well, me too. I'm just an equal opportunity realist. (laughs) Let's give at least equal time to the positive possibilities. Yes. Since you don't know what's going to happen. But here's, here's one of the catching points there, because elevation requires effort. Mm-hmm. Okay. Light requires power. If we want to go to a higher place in our life, it's going to require some work. Yeah. Default is down. You never hear of anybody falling up. Right. No, I, I think that's a great point. So it, it requires some effort and it might be uncomfortable to go back to what you said earlier. Uh, and for yeah. most people, it is. So you have to be right. willing to tolerate that. Um, so let me jump to the next letter is D, which is D. Design. Design. Got it. Design is all about getting clear about what does success look like for you. We talk about success, but success most people think of as external success. This is not external success. This is holistic success for you. So that means what is your health? What is the quality of your relationships? How much free time do you have? Yes, there is your professional success and your financial success. Those are included, but it's not just those. It's a comprehensive view. And you need to design what does success look like? unconstrained by how you would get there, what you've done in the past, what you think is possible, any of those other things. Just imagine in a very open-minded, unconstrained, as if someone had handed you a little lamp and you rubbed it and a genie came out and said, you have three wishes, what would you wish for? Imagine that kind of freedom of, oh man, I could really have anything. What would I design my life to look like? so that it feels right and good and true to you. That kind of life that you know at the end of your life, when you look back, you'll, be, you'll say to yourself, that was a good life. I, I, I lived a good life. I invested my time well. That's the kind of design that you want to come up with. As you're helping us to redefine success, you think about things like business success, financial success, You know some of the traditional measures of that. And really, I think those are more strategic side effects of actually achieving that that core level, that internal success that we ultimately seek. Yeah. What a great point. You know, I want to be a successful person. Right. Mm -hmm. And and what is the success? You know, for me, that includes being a successful parent, being a present parent, being involved and engaged with my son in his life. It means being a good husband. It means participating in the community. Of course, it means influencing and impacting people through my work. All of these things are related. 
but it's uh, as you said, it's it's a it's a inter it's a personal thing about how you show up in life. Back to uh-huh. the uh, back to the vibration and the different levels of vibration. I want to be a high vibration, high energy kind of person because yeah. that permeates everything I do. Yeah, I love it. We've got one more letter. We have one more letter. So E. Uh, so we have C for confront, confront and look honestly at your life. O for optimize those thoughts and beliefs and stories. D for design what success looks like holistically. E is for execute. Uh, all of this is great, but if you don't move your feet, nothing happens. So uh, you got to take some steps. And once again, what you were saying earlier, this requires some effort and it may be uncomfortable, but it's by yes. leaning into that discomfort. That's the path forward. In fact, I would I would suggest that we edit one of the words that you just said. Huh. When you said it may be uncomfortable, it will be. <laughs> Yes. Is that fair? <laughs> I, I'm with you. It is fair. And in fact, I look, I reflect back on my life and it's those moments where I'm afraid. It's those moments where I don't want to do something, where I'm resisting it. I'm avoiding it. I want to hide it. Part of me wants to leave the room. It, it's those moments when I'm able to muster the courage to step forward. Those are the moments that change the direction of my life. Right. Whether that's walking in to tell my boss that I'm going to leave Apple, which man, I was nervous about doing and I wanted to avoid and I questioned myself and all of that. So whether it's a moment like that, or it's a moment with my wife to lean in and say, Hey, what you said didn't sit well with me, or I'm would like to spend more time together. And I feel like we don't have the kind of quality time right now that I would love to have. Mm-hmm. leaning in and having those conversations that are vulnerable and uncertain, and you don't know where they're going to go. Like those are the things that move your life forward. You use the word courage and courage implies fear mm-hmm. because if you don't have fear, you can't have courage. Yep. And when you feel those feelings, if you could just switch something in your mind to, okay, this is a signal to me that I'm in unfamiliar territory. Well, that's good because better is always different. Yeah. And different is always uncomfortable. Therefore the fear and the courage. Right. So maybe that's a a good signal that you're on the right path. I love that. I love that. Turning turning it into a a road sign of success. Okay. Breaking the code. That's the name of the book. The name of the author is Rusty Gaylord, spelled G-A-I-L-L-A-R-D. Rusty, where can people find you best? I know you've got a website. How do they connect to your book? What's going on? Yeah, so uh, three great places to get in touch with me. Number one is check out my website. It's Uh, Mm rustygaylord.com. So Gaylord, again, is G-A-I-L-L-A-R-D, rustygaylord.com. So you can get in touch with me there. It's got all my contact info and you can download the first two chapters of my book for free right there. Uh, So you can get started reading it and check it out. Of course, you can find my book on Amazon, uh, search for Breaking the Code. And it's actually easiest if you search for Breaking the Code Rusty because it's not the only book out there with that name. So search for Breaking the Code Rusty and my, and my book will pop right up to the top. It'll jump right up there for you. Yeah. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn a lot. Uh, A lot of the work that I do is with professional people who are successful, but they're looking for something more. 
Uh, they're looking mm-hmm. to get to the next level of their own personal success, as you were describing earlier, Dr. Paul, is living as the best version of themselves. And that's what when all the material success arises. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm on LinkedIn frequently. You can connect with me there. I'd love to have a, have a connection. Ah, wonderful. A lot of good ways to connect, folks, to Rusty Gaylord, G-A-I-L-L-A-R-D. There's a .com for that. The book is called Breaking the Code. Remember to add Rusty after that when you look it up on Amazon. It's going to pop right (laughs) to the top. Rusty, thank you so much for bringing this value to us here today at Live On Burps Radio. Dr. Paul, it's been great great fun having a conversation with you. Thanks for having me. Folks, you've heard it. Uh, It's inspired you to do something. I know it has. So it's time to go do that. It's time for all of us to go live on purpose. Mm -hmm.